0: Hello and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Foss, and together with my co-host, Lauren Morley, our mission is to help you simplify your life and live with greater intention. Together, let's live more with less. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm sharing part two of our latest Q&A discussion where Lauren and I answer your questions about minimalism and our minimalist lifestyles, including our simple living tips and tricks. On our Instagram and Facebook pages at Millennial Minimalists, we ask you to ask us anything and we receive so many great questions from you. And today we are excited to share the second half of our discussion. We discuss everything from our tips for traveling light, to our ideas for keeping an organized calendar, to our favorite minimalism and personal development books, and much, much more. Be inspired to start or continue on this journey with us and together let's maintain this simpler, more intentional way of life. Oh my goodness. Okay. So the next question is what is on your packing list for a week trip somewhere warm? Good question. Great question. Well, I was just somewhere warm. I was in the Cayman Islands and uh, super, super last minute trip with my family. And I always say, well, I always bring just a carry on number one and a backpack. You Lauren carry on in a purse. I bring a carry on and a backpack. So first of all, it's whatever I can fit in there, Whatever I can fit in my carry-on, that's where I start. I'm like, okay, so let's start from there. Then I go, okay, seven days. Okay, I can also mix and match pairs of shorts, you know, to mix and match outfits, you know, shorts and t-shirts, right? Uh, And then, and then when it comes to evening wear, I probably only need a few outfits because not every day are you going to go out in the town, you mean? I mean, for me anyways, so, so sometimes you can only, you don't, you only need a couple outfits. I also tell myself, make a decision before I go. So I will plan out all my outfits before I go that way when I'm, cause I remember going on a bachelor trip, bachelorette party in Vegas many years ago. And I brought all these different outfits. And then when I got to the hotel and I had to get ready that night, I was like, oh my goodness, I can wear this. I can wear this. And I couldn't make a decision. So this way, when you already plan your outfits, you have to wear the outfit because it's the only one you brought which I like, it kind of makes you wear everything you bring. And then um, again, you only need, you only, for me, I'm like, I need a runner because I like to be active. I need one sandal, toiletries and makeup. And then I bring you a purse and sunglasses, like all the stuff that you need, but I only bring like one or two of each, right? So, and also think about it. There are stuff, wherever you're vacationing, if you don't have it, you can potentially buy that item, right? So those little things, I like to travel light. <laughs> Back in the day, I used to always have issues with Air Canada measuring my bag. Every time. I would always get caught. It was like, measure your bag. Sorry, you have to check that bag. And I was just so tired of it. So I ended up buying a Monos bag. It's a a brand that I love. It's a Canadian brand. It's very similar to Away, but it's the Canadian Away, I like to say. And it's called, it's M-O-N-O-S, Monos. And I love it. It's great. Works for me. And it really helps me uh, simplify how much I bring on a trip.
1: Yeah, no, learning how to pack as a minimalist is so key and it, there's so many benefits to it. But I'm the same. I I know exactly like I'm very calculated in how I pack. So if I'm going for seven days, I pack seven outfits. So I usually do like a pair of shorts with three different tops and like four dresses and then makeup, I, my little travel toiletries because you can't bring more than I think 100 milliliters on a flight. Well, 100 milliliters um, of per item, yeah. Per item, yeah. And then if I'm going somewhere warm, I love my big black hat. So it blocks out any sun, (laughs) Uh, just a pair of sandals. And then I kind of tailor it to the trip. Like if I'm going to be going on hikes or like bike rides, I'll bring workout clothes and running shoes. If we're going to be like dressing up and going out at night, I'll bring a pair of heels. But I keep it super simple and just, I kind of lay out exactly what I need. I'll almost walk myself through the week. Like, what do I need to get ready? What do I need to wear to this? Like, what are we going to be doing through the days? And just pack that. Cause it. And I understand when you're traveling and packing, it's like, oh, I might need this. Oh, I might need this. I should take this just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, but the just in case items you mostly don't use. So It's
0: so true. You don't use or you could just buy or borrow, right? I always love it when I travel with a friend because like, okay, are you bringing a curling iron? Okay, then I won't. You know you can you can oh, kind of smart. share yeah. some stuff, which is great so uh, the next question is, are your partners into minimalism
1: um so my boyfriend isn 't a minimalist he 's not, but with that being said, he doesn 't own that much either. I think if we did move in together, he would let me simplify the space more because he does genuinely appreciate my lifestyle. And I know he thinks my place is beautiful and that I keep it really nicely. So I I think he wouldn't be opposed to that at all. And this question also made me realize that there are some people who just don't always take the time to go through stuff they're not really using anymore. And then there's other people who are emotionally attached to their stuff. Right. Um, So I think- if he his, like, has some like drawers or like clothes he doesn't really wear anymore, it's just because maybe he hasn't taken the time to go through them. It's not like he's like, oh, no, I have to keep that. Like, I, I still want that. The biggest thing we differentiate with is books. Like, I love reading digital books and we're both huge readers and he has so many books. Like I love reading digital books. Even Kelly was like going through my digital books. Like, oh my God, you have so many. And I love it because it's just in one little app on my phone. Whereas he loves like a hard copy book. And I sometimes look at his book collection because we're both huge readers. And I I like that we have that in common. And I'm like, this is just going to get bigger and bigger. And he's never going to get rid of any of these books. But I guess we'll face that when it comes Otherwise, with that being said, he's not a minimalist, but at the same time, he, he doesn't own that, like, too much stuff either.
0: Yeah, he's pretty simple in his everyday, for sure. But you told me the other day, yeah. you're like, when I move in, in with him, like, I don't know how I'm gonna deal with all this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm going to be getting rid of stuff if we move in together.
0: (laughs) I always say lead by example, obviously, like he's going to realize how simple you are and it will impact him. I know it will because I know he's, he loves that you're simple. And I know that he is probably someone who is willing to change his ways in ways. So, but for me, like all my previous partners, they've been actually super interested in simplifying their lives, which is great. You know, I, I think, you know, I, I inspired them to declutter certain areas, especially their closets. I've decluttered a couple of closets for people and, you know, they were super open to it and felt the benefits immediately after I did it. And, you know, to me, like, it's important that my partner is also passionate about living this way. I mean, not like it doesn't need to be passionate, but like someone who also appreciates and values living simply and not having too much stuff in the way. No, but it, but if they are clutter blind, I I mean, like if if someone is clutter blind, that's okay. You know, I, I like to say like, everybody deserves, like you need to compromise. So if he needs a space where it's cluttered, then he'll have his designated space where it's cluttered, you know, and where he, you know, some people thrive in a cluttered space. I know. Um, but it's a thing, you know, you have to be, you have to compromise at the end of the day, but, um, but hopefully they will be respectful of, you know, your boundaries when it comes to living simply. So, yeah. Sure. And the next question is What conversations do you have with your significant other about minimalism? So, again, for me, like I, I like to lead by example and, you know, give them a room if they're clutterblind. And, you know, it's for, for me, it's an important part of my life. So hopefully, they will compromise, and you know, it goes back to having a growth mindset. That's very important to me. Someone who's open, even just opening to listening, why you live this, the way that you do, and you know, in turn, me also listening to them, like why they live the way they do. You know, you like it's a minimalist and a clutter blind person can make it work. Yeah, I definitely don't think you should enforce this on
1: anyone. Like. Kelly, you said lead by inspiration. Like I think once people see how effortless your lifestyle is and all the benefits you reap, they'll naturally just want to start living that way. Um, And I think if you have enough space and you live with someone, maybe give them a space where they can keep extra items and then keeping the more like the living room and the common areas more clear and because those are what you're going to be using anyways. I think that's the best way to have that conversation. When I had roommates, I was like, just keep all your ugly stuff in your bedroom. And we'll, we'll just keep the kitchen and the living room like nice and open and clean and simple. So that's kind of how I worked with it with roommates. So I live alone now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not for long. Everyone though. Hates me. <laughs> Not for long though. You're Not going to be living long, yeah. together <laughs> and I'm going to take your apartment or somewhere yeah. else. We'll see what happens. least
1: yeah, pushing this on me.
0: <laughs> no, you all, you offered. Yeah. No, I said if. if oh, I think I'm pushing like faster sooner than later. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> so the next question is favorite note keeping calendar and reminder app. So for me, that's notes in my phone. I actually got inspired by Lauren with this. So that's my favorite. So, you know, you have the notepad and your phone. I have a bunch of notes. I also declutter them often as well. Again, I have a bullet journal and I use Google calendar and Google Cal reminders. So I've removed all notifications from my phone and my iPhone. I'm sorry. And my, in my watch, my Apple watch. And you know, I, cause I don't need notifications bothering me all the time, but what I do is I do have reminders for meetings because I have a lot of meetings with my full-time job. So uh, I do like having those reminders, but yeah, those are my favorite. I I love the notes in my iPhone. I use Google calendar. And of course I have the bullet journal.
1: So I use an app called awesome calendar. I think that's what it's called. I just looked at it.
0: Uh, Yeah. So it, It
1: syncs all your Google calendars and everything into it, like work and yeah, the podcast. What I like about it is it shows you on the app when you click on it, your month. And then in that month, it will show in words what you have to do. Like, I feel like iCalendar is good. It's more like iCalendar on a laptop is good because you can see it more monthly, but I find on the phone, it just shows little dots when you have things. So I just like this spelled out. And then when I open it, I just know exactly where I need to be at what time and when my appointments are and my work and my social things and like what I've committed to when I make a social plan with someone and they don't show up or they forget, I'm like shocked. I'm like, did you not put it in your
0: calendar? <laughs> that's how I am with my bullet journal. Cause I put my work yeah. stuff and my personal stuff. Yeah. And it, w- yeah. it will help you always keep you r- your word. And that's so important. I think a lot of people are all about keeping their word when it comes to work and then they fall off when it comes to personal commitments. And so that's so important. I'm going to download this app. This is so fascinating yeah
1: it's really good and it does send you reminders i like the reminder this is like the narcissist in me but i love when i'm on my way to like a meeting and it comes up it's like you have a meeting in 30 minutes and i'm like i know i'm on my way i'm so organized <laughs> but um i i do like the reminders just in case something ever happened and you can put flights trains like everything it'll link to it and i it just keeps me so it keeps me calm because Life can get super hectic, especially Kelly and I, who are like working and
0: podcasting and friends and family. And yeah, mm-hmm. so much going on. So, the next question is What is in your purses and work bag? Well, uh, my purse is my work bag, and my purse is a backpack. I know Lauren always makes fun of me. So, I carry a black waterproof Rains backpack, it's so cool. Check it out. It's the brand is Rains. I've had it for many, 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 many years. And um, so I, I carry that every day because, you know, I, I'm, I live in a walking city. I don't like to carry a big purse on one side. I used to at university, I used to just carry it on one side of my shoulder and realize that's really bad for me. So I started wearing this backpack. And in the inside zipper, all I keep are just like everything that everyday things I need to use. So I have a sanitizer, lip chap, and hand cream. Sometimes I'll have a lip gloss and then in the back pocket, it's a very cool bag. So in the back pocket, this way, no one can like reach your wallet. Only you can. I put my wallet and my AirPod case and sunglasses and keys for easy access. So that's about it. I, I try, you know, you know, I have, but you know, sometimes I have snacks, people like my nickname and people don't know this about me, but I'm the snack queen. That should have been my Instagram handle a very long time ago because I always have snacks on hand, always. So there's probably a granola bar or something like that in my bag as well. <laughs>
1: I When I wrote out what was in my bag, I'm like, oh my God, I have more in my bag than I like have in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I just have one main bag. I mostly use it for work. I'll just use a smaller bag if I'm going out. But um, my work bag, I always have my laptop and my laptop charger and my cell phone and my cell phone charger. So Four main things I always need, I always keep the one pen that I own: <laughs> a small mirror, hand sanitizer, hand cream, mints, eyeglasses, sunglasses, an umbrella, and then in the winter, I keep mitts. so I do carry a lot with me always. I just like to be prepared because there are That's times good. when like i 'm like oh it 's nice out and then i 'm like coming home from work and it starts raining, so I always have that little umbrella. I I just like having eyeglasses in case I like ever need to drive or see something or totally. Yeah. But yeah, it's all things I, I would need and that's what I keep in the bag.
0: You know what? I forgot something. So I have a mini travel toothbrush and toothpaste that I ah. keep religiously in my bag. Uh, so something about me is I'm obsessed with brushing my teeth. So I always have a toothbrush and toothpaste with me. Always. Uh, yeah, it's a little emergency. And then mints, of course. So the next question is, oh, I love this question. So what are your favorite minimalism books? And I, w- I was thinking about this. I was like, okay, minimalism books. Okay, because there's a lot of books centered around minimalist. I mean, physical clutter. So when it comes to that stuff, uh, I I loved the book, Goodbye Things by uh, Fumio Sazaki uh, or Sazaki. Such a great book. I would say like, that's a great place to start. I've also read The Minimalist Home by Joshua Becker. Uh, Love People Use Things. The latest book by The Minimalist was also awesome. Uh, When it comes to digital minimalism, my favorite book was Digital Minimalism. By Cal Newpart. And uh, as many of you guys, listeners of many, many years, would know, I love Greg McEwen. He wrote the books Effortless and Essentialism. It's more like focused on you know uh, every area, really physical, mental, emotional, digital clutter. And then when it comes to my favorite, favorite books, I mean, they really still touch on minimalism. So I'm going to add them here. Number one is Mindset by Carol Dweck. I think it's the most important book to read. One of them, Mindset by Carol Dweck, because it's all about gro- having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. It's very motivational. It's a place that people can start to realize, hey, I need to shift my mindset, you know, to help me live more simply. Also, Grit by Angela Duckworth. She talks about how persistence goes a long way. So, like, we're not born with, you know, the, we're not really born with this ambition and this drive, Like it's something that we can build, right? We can be that person if we want to be. So again, it goes back to mindset. And side note, my favorite book in the world is called The Four Agreements. I feel like it's this book that everybody needs to read. It's like the book of life. Number one is be impeccable with your word. Number two is don't take anything personally. And number three is don't make assumptions. And number four is always do your best. It's just like, it will remove all of this mental clutter in your life after you read that book. It is super inspiring.
1: Oprah does a really good podcast with the author of that book and it's so well done on Oprah's super soul conversations. Ooh,
0: I need to listen to that.
1: That was one of my favorite ones. She did.
0: Let's, let's add that to the show notes for sure. Okay, perfect. Perfect.
1: Um, I only have two, I guess I'm minimal in my answers too. (laughs) (laughs) That's <laughs> good like though. That's a big reader. So, uh, my obviously, my number one is Goodbye Things, too. He just had a lot of stuff and then we got super minimal, and he tells his entire story, and it is just beautiful to read. And then, my second one this is just one of my favorite books from all time. It's called Lessons from Madame Chic. It's by Jennifer L. Scott. She has a YouTube video, she has other books. It's not on minimalism, but she does have a component about minimalism and decluttering in the book. And it was so interesting. She is like from Southern California. She did an exchange in Paris when she was younger. And she lived with this like very traditional Parisian family. Uh, And they had very small wardrobes and like very small closets and very traditional homes with no clutter. Like she's like, you would never come home and see their dining table piled high with clutter and papers. It's just not how they lived. And they always dressed beautifully. They always made beautiful meals. They just like lived their life with passion every day. And she fell in love so much with this lifestyle. She came home and wrote books on it. And I I loved it. Like I, that is like one of the reasons I love minimalism because it helps you live this like beautiful, passionate, intentional life where you get to enjoy things instead of just like accumulating
0: yeah no, oh my gosh. I actually need to read that book still, so that's fascinating No, that sounds amazing. We should also interview her. She sounds incredible. yes, so the next question is how do you approach meals and simple eating and she says outside of i f intermittent fasting, she obviously knows that you enjoy intermittent fasting Lauren uh, so I don't do that but uh, but that's definitely work for you, Lauren. so you know for me so i I actually I love going to the grocery store. I like to get my steps in each day. So I don't mind walking to the grocery store a few times a week. You know, most people, I think they only do their one week shop or something like that. Like I know my mom does and I eat meals on rotation. You know, I like to buy seasonal veggies and change it up each week to get a variety of vitamins and minerals. Uh, I always keep healthy snacks on hand again. You know, it's always nice to have nuts and seeds and dried fruit and granola. And I love my dark chocolate. I also eat six to eight small meals every day. I eat a lot. I eat a little bit often. Um, for me, it's like, it's, it's, it's really, really, really helped me simplify everything. And then I, I use a service, a local service in Toronto called good food and, uh, they're awesome. So they have a grocery store online and they also have meals as well. So, and they they send me all the ingredients and then I make them at home and yeah, that's really simplified my dinners as well. It's also helped me figure out new recipes, which I love and they don't sponsor the podcast, but i I'm obsessed with good food. Good food's amazing. And I think it's just Canadian, but uh, but I'm, I'm sure there's HelloFresh and things like that. So it's, it's very similar to that.
1: Yeah. I'm the same. I love Hello or, uh, HelloFresh and good food. I do good food a lot more, but it's so convenient if you don't know what to make for dinner. And because I live alone, if I'm making dinner by myself, it'll last two nights because I'll just have the second portion the next day. I just kind of have the stuff that I eat for my meals and I'm super consistent with rotating it. Uh, I get really sick of things easily though. Like I can only eat them so many times. So I'll like switch it up and then just rotate that. Um, other things you can do, like I only cook three times a week. So I'll cook, eat leftovers the next night, cook, eat leftovers the next night. Um, as opposed to making new stuff every single night or my boyfriend and I will cook or like we'll get takeout or I'll eat out. And then, yeah, I think it's just kind of that consistently, like have things if that you're eating for breakfast, stuff you 're eating for lunch, stuff that you're having for dinner, know what ingredients you need, and just be consistent with that it's in making a plan before you go to the grocery store it's so easy to walk into a grocery store and be like, "Oh, this looks fun, this looks good, and just pile up and not know when you're gonna have it. Yeah, I use good food service, I said that, and then like things like even for breakfast, like you could put a loaf of bread in the freezer and just keep peanut butter in the cupboard and eggs and like that stuff keeps for a long time. And it's like, makes like a really easy, healthy breakfast that you can kind of rotate over and over again and keep your meals simple. Like avocado toast, peanut butter and toast, like good food for dinner. You don't, I feel like a lot of stuff on Instagram, they're like acai bowls has like 20 ingredients in it. So I know people can get overwhelmed with cooking just because some recipes have so many ingredients, but if you keep your meals simple and just be consistent with rotating them, it makes meal planning and like not having to have all these ingredients in your cupboard going bad. It makes it so much easier.
0: Yeah, totally. We have a place called Bulk Barn in Toronto and it's awesome because we can get small amounts of spices and, and and different ingredients. Cause you know, if we're only cooking a meal that we need those ingredients for and we, we probably won't use those ingredients again, like we don't have to buy big quantities of it, which is great. So that's been yeah. really helpful. Yeah,
1: I always go there when I'm baking if I need like one
0: small weird ingredient. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's the best, super reasonable. But anyways, uh and the next question is. And we've been asked this quite a few times and- thank you for asking us, but people are asking us our hair, skincare, and makeup routines and and what product recommendations we have. So for me, when it comes to uh, shampoo and conditioner, I'm very simple. I just use a sulfate free shampoo and conditioner. Uh, I wash every other day. I'm really hoping to reduce that to a couple times a week though, because it's really drying when it comes to makeup or, you know, just like moisturizers and stuff. So when it comes to moisturizers, I, I use the brand Sukin and Boyce's. Sukin, I've been using it for years. We've mentioned it multiple times in the pod. Boisance I think I'm saying it right. Uh, they sell it at uh, Sephora. I also use a clean, plant-positive uh, company called Youth to the People brand. And I look for products with hyaluronic acid. It's very, very popular these days. It really like holds in the moisture in your skin. So I love that stuff. And when it comes to makeup very, very simple. I mean, I just have a palette from Sephora. I have eyeliner, mascara, and uh, blush and, and, and some bronzer. And, and that's about it. I try to keep it simple and some concealer, of course, but that's it. I I don't use a foundation anymore. I used to, uh, but I I find it, it clogs my skin. So I don't do that anymore. And then when it comes to my morning and night routines, I just cleanse and moisturize every morning and night. And every other day I use this clean charcoal wipe from Sephora. I love them. i I love these things. Uh, I got them as a gift in my stocking one year. And it's just, it's like a little packet of clean wipes. And they are, it's like a charcoal wipe for uh, exfoliating your skin. It's cool. So I use those. That's about it. Uh, and again, like I keep everything in a little bamboo compartment, uh, under my sink and everything's all together. So, so yeah, that's about it. I mean, and I, again, like I, I highly recommend when it comes to your skincare and makeup routine, like try not to change it up all the time because you're putting all these different products on your skin. You got to be more uh, mindful of that, especially if you have skin like mine, like I have very sensitive skin. So I have to be very mindful of that. And then, you know, I, I also have I'm, I'm like almost 35, Lord, and I still get breakouts. It's so annoying, but um, it is what it is. So,
1: um, I use hydrolonic acid for a bit and it made me break out. See, everybody's skin's different. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sure it does like really hold in the moisture. Like people were like, did you get Botox? I'm like, no, it's hydrolonic <laughs> acid. But it just, it, it did make me um, break out. So I couldn't keep using it. Um, as I say, with all routines, keep it simple, keep it consistent. I just do my makeup the same every day. So I have my few pieces of makeup. I wear them every day. When it runs out, I replace it. Uh, I know some people love all their lipsticks and eyeliners and foundations. I don't care to do all that. I just have my one way I do my makeup and that's how I do it, whether I'm going to a wedding or whether I'm going to the grocery store. So I'm pretty consistent with that. In terms of hair, I just wash and condition my hair twice a week and I, I do it at night and blow dry it. And then I, I'll usually like wave or wear it in a ponytail or a bun in the morning. And yeah, skincare, I same, just cleanse and moisturize at night. I don't even use makeup remover. I literally just use cleanser and moisturizer and a washcloth. And yeah, I do use Cora Organics. She has an exfoliator and a face mask. It's all organic. It's from Sephora. And that's probably the one thing I do once a week for my skin. Otherwise, it's just true. tons of moisturize. It's
0: called Cora, K-O-R-A? Yep, Cora Organics. Okay, amazing, yeah. amazing. That's awesome. I'll have to check that out. I, have, I haven't explored that brand. So the next session, we only have a couple more questions left. This one is, what's your recommendation for keeping your social life while on a budget? Uh, this one's a good question. And it's so funny because like Lauren and I, like we have kept our social lives over the years, but we've always done it on a budget. Like you and I have been really good about this. So I mean, okay, so something I do and Lauren already knows this, you know, I, uh, I don't drink that much. So for me, it's a little bit easier. So I can go to meet with friends and have one drink, uh, but I can also go and you know get a virgin cocktail as well. Uh, so there's other things that which are less expensive, and you know of course like if you're invited to dinners all the time, you can always just say, oh I'll meet you after for a drink. That's a way to like meet your friends after. You can also suggest you know recommending that you hang out at your friend's house or you you invite them over to yours, and you know you can also communicate that you're on a budget. Your friends will definitely understand. So, I recommend that.
1: Yeah, one of the biggest recommendations I have, and I learned this over the pandemic when things were closed, you can meet up with someone and go for a bike ride, like get a cup of coffee and go for a walk, go skating, play tennis. Like, there's so many things, or like get a blanket and just go sit in a park and like have a glass of wine or a cup of tea. Like, you're usually hanging out with your friends to catch up with them and to see them, not necessarily to like be at a restaurant. And then if you do go to a restaurant, you can enjoy yourself because you're doing it less often. So you can still be social and do fancy things like dress up and go to nice places, but then have the more casual times where you're like just going for a bike ride or grabbing a cup of coffee and catching up. And like, those things are so fun. Like you can get in your exercise and see your friend and you didn't spend any money. It's like win, win, win.
0: (laughs) So true. I never even thought of it. It's true. You can do other activities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that don't cost a lot of money. Like Lauren and I, our favorite thing to do is go for a walk.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's so great. Like, it's especially in the summer, like it's a bit cold in Toronto right now, but it's beautiful in the summer down on Lakefront. People want to get outside. You feel so good after.
0: Totally. Totally. So the last couple of questions have to do with our minimalist closet. So, Someone asks, how do you know when a clothing item is of high quality? What do you look for? This is a great question because when I adopted this lifestyle, I started going to clothing stores and thinking, okay, so how can I shop more sustainably? So we recommend looking for clothes with natural fibers instead of man-made synthetic fibers. The differences are, so what, natural fibers are cotton, hemp, linen, wool, cashmere, and silk, and then synthetic fibers are acrylic, nylon, polyester as we all know and then spandex. So these fibers are like, you know, they have toxic chemicals, they don't breathe and they also pollute the environment. So when I'm shopping, I I now look at what are the fibers in this piece because again, like the the better the fabric, the more high quality it will be and the longer it will last, right? So we focus on Having a high quality wardrobe that you can wear for a long time, rather than having these fast fashion pieces that only last a couple washes. So I'm much more mindful of that. But I mean, of course, if you already have existing polyester items in your closet and you're you're still wearing them, you still like them, don't give them away. Like use them up, you know. Uh, so use them until you're done with them. But um, but moving forward, when you do buy clothes, definitely look for natural fibers. And I'm going to include a little article in our show notes that gives you instructions on uh, what to look for and what to avoid.
1: Yeah. They always say the most sustainable clothes are the ones in your closet. <laughs> so yeah. Wear what you have. yeah. Yeah. Like you said, focusing on hundred percent natural fibers. Another little test you can do when you're shopping is if you take a top or sweater and you pull it, does it if it bounces back, that means it's just a better quality if it Ooh. stays stretched out a bit then like it's likely not going to last that long or wear well and this is like a hard question cuz sometimes items are like super expensive and then they they don't they don't last that long and other times things aren't as expensive and they last you years so you kind of just have to look at the tag and you know like i said you can do that little pull test and just focus on buying more sustainable items
0: yeah no that's that's great i mean it's it's really really helpful to look you know and all these things you can look and you can also ask questions at the stores so so yeah so the next question is do you have a capsule wardrobe and what is your approach to wardrobes well if you've been listening for a while you know that we do so we both have capsule wardrobes and we say you know Keep what you wear on display and store the rest. I always say that. So if you're wearing it right now, let's let's keep it in hung up in your closet. Uh, however, if you're if you wear it once in a while, definitely store it in a, a wardrobe compartment. And of course, declutter before you build a capsule wardrobe and organize your clothes in a useful way. So for us, as many of you know, we built a closet kit last year and we sell it on our website at mastersimplicity.com. And we organize our closets by category. Meaning, you know, our casual wear, our work wear, our evening wear, our workout wear, and it's really, really worked for us. Uh, and yeah, so, I mean, again, there's so many different resources out there to figure out how to build a capsule wardrobe. And of course, uh, we have an e-guide book on our website as well. So again, check, check it out. It's, it's mastersimplicity.com slash closet kit, and you'll be able to see all the items. But again, like, you know, that's a recommendation J- definitely check out, out our stuff, but there's different ways that work for everyone. So definitely explore what works best for you. But again, keeping a high quality, small capsule wardrobe is going to help Help you so much in your everyday because there's so much less decision making in the morning.
1: Yeah, I tried to have a capsule wardrobe, like that traditional thing where you have like 10 pieces. It never worked for me because I didn't find that my stuff matched always well together. And I could never remember all the outfits it made. So I always like to say I have capsule outfits. I just create outfits and I wear them on rotation. And that is what always worked for me. Kelly and I have a ton of podcasts on this. If you want to go back and listen to them. And we have an ebook guide too, which goes over exactly what we do with our wardrobe. So you can look at that on our website.
0: Yeah. And then, and someone else had a quick question. She says, do you have any jacket recommendations? And I think she's just, so this lady's from Austin, Texas, and she's like, it's not cold that often, but do you have any? So my favorite brands, I mean, I love Lululemon. I also love Patagonia. So definitely check those out. So those are brands that I would recommend.
1: Yeah. My recommendation, I just love like a great black blazer. It's great versatile. Yeah. If you like have to put it, you can put it over a dress, you can put it over a sweater. Like it's just, it's a great item to have in your wardrobe. And I also want to invest in a nice trench coat at some point. I feel like you can wear it in the spring and fall. This is where Kelly and I differ. She's like, get like a puffy, like sports jacket. And I'm like, get a nice tailored blazer. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lauren made fun of me the other day. Would you say she made a joke about how, okay, so I am, I guess you could say like Lauren's very feminine in how she dresses. I do as well, but not that often. I'm more of a sporty look, I guess you could say, right, Lauren? I dress more sporty. And- (laughs) Athleisure.
1: You love your athleisure.
0: I love my athleisure. And Lauren said something about, you look like a trucker. Well-
1: (laughs) Oh, no. So my dad, when we were in Boston, Kelly had on a hoodie and like a puffy coat and I'm like, that's like what a my vest. dad wears his shovel to the driveway. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, don't make fun of me. <laughs> I wasn't That it was just a joke. But that's very different style.
0: <laughs> a hoodie and a, and a little, uh, uh, a little vest. That's yeah, so a little puffy vest. I'll yeah. take a
1: picture of my dad. You guys will, you'll do who wore it better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! I would love that. Please, please do that. So so the last question today is is a fun one. So someone is asking if we will ever have a YouTube channel, which is such a good question. I mean, we should have started a YouTube channel many, many, many years ago. It's just Lauren and I are two people we're like, oh but let's share our voices and our minds like We're very much like, Oh, I don't know if we want to put ourselves out there visually, but we've realized it would be really cool if we, if we did. So it's definitely something that we are exploring and uh, we we're working on a couple other things right now. So we're, we're hoping to, uh, to build something else. Lauren, do you want to go, go share what we're thinking?
1: Yeah, we're trying to pitch a TV series right now mm-hmm. to go actually go into people's houses and help them simplify and organize and live more intentional lives. We would love to start with the closet because that's obviously something we've mastered. Mm-hmm. So if any of you guys would want to be on the show, like feel free to DM us. We're yeah. <laughs> hopefully looking for contestants. We actually signed on today and I don't have my makeup done like Kelly's in a hoodie. I'm like thank god we don't have a YouTube channel yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh, maybe we should like live record our interviews and like put them on YouTube or a back and forth. But I mean, it might be something in the future. It's it's not necessarily something we're working on right now. But I I get that if. With minimalism, there are channels out there and it's so nice to see the visuals. So, yeah, I understand why people would want that.
0: We'll definitely add more visuals to our Instagram page at Millennial Minimalist and be, yeah. And obviously, like, I'm, I think it's definitely cool to like explore TikTok as well. I, I haven't added, I don't, I don't have TikTok. I, I also don't have Snapchat. You know, I was born in 87. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I still have Facebook. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, yeah. So, it's definitely something that we we, we should explore. And, uh, thank you again, all of you for your questions. This is great. I mean, we, we had so many questions, so uh, hopefully we, we covered yours and, uh, we'll definitely do it again, but yeah, Lauren, next time we'll get all dressed up and we'll use some video footage as well. So, uh, we'll definitely do that for you guys. And we appreciate your listenership so much. And, uh, if you enjoyed what you heard today, definitely, definitely rate us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen. So thank you so much again.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much guys. That was amazing. Those were such great questions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, we'll do it again. Uh, We love our Q and A's and uh, we will speak to you soon. So take care everybody and uh, have a great day. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye guys. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. We love doing these Q&As and we want to thank you all again for submitting your questions. We really have fun doing these one-on-ones and we will definitely do it again soon. So thanks again for listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.